Welcome to Leadership Revealed, where John Paul shares his no-nonsense approach to all things leadership and scaling businesses. John interviews some of the most successful people in their industries to see what it takes to become a great leader. Be prepared for the truth about leadership and business. Please welcome your host, serial entrepreneur and top-selling author, John Paul. Hi guys, and welcome to another edition of Leadership Revealed. In this podcast, I'm going to talk about how to use your time wisely, because I think we'll all agree we've all got the same amount of time. We all use it how we see fit, but some of us just seem to get so much more out of our time than others. So I've got a few notes here. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what I do to manage my diary, to manage my time, to get what seems to others like an enormous amount of work um, done. But in reality, I don't see it as doing a lot of work. So a lot of people turn around and say, but you've got these businesses, you've got the coaching, you've got your family life, because I'm always out with the kids or my wife. You're doing an awful lot of stuff, John, and you've got other stuff on the horizon. Where do you find the time? You must be able to squeeze 24 hours into like an eight-hour window. Of course, I can't do that, but I'm very, very particular with my time. I'm very specific with it. I use a lot of um, time management tips and tricks when I'm going to share it with you today. So the first thing I want to talk about is I set very, very rigid goals, and I use something called SMART objectives. Now, for you others, you that know, you'll you'll know in my management training or my coaching, we talk about SMART goals all the time. But in in reality, it is being very specific about what you want to achieve, being able to measure it, having it agreed or achievable, realistic and time-bound. So the two most important things for me, or the three actually, is being very specific. I need to do this by... Um, and it will entail this, this, and this. Being very um, realistic about it, so I'm not going to say, right, I need to lose 10 kilograms by next week, or I want to write a 20,000-word essay by this evening. But the the last thing, which is very, very important, is very time-bound. So having an end goal or an end date where I have to achieve a certain action by. Now, being very smart with your goals, being very smart with your objectives, means that you will achieve an awful lot more. Now, it does sound very basic, it sounds very simple, but every single Sunday, I sit down and I'll plan my diary out, and I'm very specific about what I want to achieve when and by a time frame. So it just takes 10, 15 minutes to start off with. It started to take me 20 minutes, maybe half an hour. I do remember one time I was having to jiggle things around. It took us what seemed like for ages. In reality, it was about 40 minutes. But the more you do it, as with everything, you'll get more efficient, you'll get more effective. And now it's anywhere between four, five, six, ten minutes. And I'll plan my diary out for the week, sometimes even the month. And that's because my diary fills up very, very quick at the beginning of the week, Monday, Tuesday. And I, I don't have a lot planned in for the Fridays. And that, again, is, is by design. Always look ahead in your diary as well. If you've got certain plans or projects or big pieces of work that you want to achieve by a certain date, Plan the time in to research it, to talk to people, to implement it, to test it, to tweak it, review it, put another iteration of that plan in place. For example, we're building a bit of software that helps us prospect. Um, So I know that I'm going to have to put probably about six to seven hours a week aside, and that's going to start in in December. So again, I'm I'm planning that time aside once we uh, start, start speaking to the developers. Because the first question I asked is, what sort of time frame, what sort of time commitment do you need from me? And the guy said, right, we need around about six to eight hours a week from you. To test it, to tweak it, to talk to you, to find the strategies, to go through the beta testing. What do you want in it? So great, fantastic. Now I know that, I can put it 
in a day chunk, two hours a day for a couple of days, whatever it is, but I can plan ahead for it. And nothing will come out my diary. Nothing will make that be deleted from my diary now because I know what I need to do. Delegate as much as you can. So don't be a martyr and take it all on. One of the, the biggest issues that people have in their business is that you think you're the only person that can do your job, right? And it's very, very uh, damaging to you, your business and your brand if you take too much on. Because one, you're going to burn out. Two, it's actually telling the staff, I don't think you're good enough to do it. Three, it's saying to the staff, I'm too busy to give you the time of day to train you to do it. And the fourth thing is, do you really, really think that it benefits you, your business and them that you're doing everything? Of course it doesn't. It's very, very damaging to everybody that you are taking it on and on and on. It's a little bit like a jug of water. You can only fill it to the brim so much before it overflows. And it's going to be the same with you. You can only take so much on before water or work starts seeping out of everywhere and you start making some pretty, pretty hefty mistakes. You get frustrated. You can't trust anybody else. You become insular. I've seen it time and time again, absolutely every single time. And conversely, I've seen it where people delegate and they become so much more freer. The team are motivated. The staff are feeling better about themselves. You feel great because you've got a trusted and motivated team and the business benefits as a whole. So it's in your very, very best interests not to take it on board and to delegate at the earliest opportunity. Eliminate as many distractions as you can. So for example, I'm doing this podcast early on the morning, believe it or not, it's like half past five in the morning because it's a Sunday morning as well. My kids and my wife are in bed. Brilliant. You might think you sad up. <laughs> the fact is I'm an early riser. I get up really, really early every day, but I go to bed early every day. Now I've eliminated distractions because this is the perfect opportunity for me to get one, two, possibly three hours worth of work done before the kids come in and just uphold my, my entire Sunday and I'm playing Barbies with one Lego and, and Action Man with the other one. So I've eliminated those distractions by doing it a lot earlier in the day. Another thing you can say is, and this is the biggest tip um, and the best word in your time management vocabulary, is no. Just literally say no to people. Can you do this? No. Can I pinch a minute of your time? No, you can't. Make sure you have the ability to say no and you don't go, yeah, I'll help. Yeah, give me more work. Yeah, just put up my desk. Yep, give me that file. I'll do it. It's not doing you or them any good. You're not going to be able to give them your best and you're not going to be at your best. And that is the worst thing you can do if you're trying to grow your business, build your business, or just keep your head above water in these, these pretty dark and uncertain times in certain, certain industries. So have the ability to say no. Have the ability to say, no, I can't do it. Why can't you do it? And just ask those little bit uncomfortable questions. Why do you need me to do it? Oh, well, because I didn't know this. Or I don't know how to do that. Fantastic. Can you learn that? Is there an opportunity for you to expand um, you know, your ability to do it, go away and do it yourself. I would say I, I like the reward for hitting targets. And I know this, again, might not resonate with a lot of people, but I really like it. So if I have a really, really good month, um, you know, we'll go away for the evening or we'll go out for a nice meal or we'll, we'll do something really nice together. And I like that because I think it's a bit of a mini reward. It's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, bit of a pat on the back for me for having a really good month. And part of that month will be things like, was I really good with my time? Um, and that sort of segues into the, the second one, uh, the, the last um, sort of tip is analyze your time. Have a look back at what went well, what didn't go well, and say, right, well, you know, these reports got put on my desk. And instead of saying, no, no, can you do it, Fred or Sue or, or whoever? I said, you know what? I'll do it. I'll take it on myself. 
So you've got to analyze, look back at what went well, what didn't go so well, what can you change for the, the coming month, what needs to change, um, and what, uh, what was the reasons that you didn't achieve your goals. So the whole point about anything to do with management or anything to do with strategy or tactics or anything is you need to be able to review it. And that literally goes as, as far as, as your time management as well. A lot of people think, oh, well, I've wasted it. It's a month gone. What's the point of analyzing it? What's the point of looking back over it? But the point of looking back over something is that the, the, the coming month, you actually get more out of it and you're better at it. So time management is a critical key skill that you need to master if you're going to get better at your business. And like any skills, any sort of thing that's worth knowing is you're not going to get better overnight. It took me probably four or five years to be absolutely, you know, top notch with my time. And I chunk my time into 15 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour, 45 minutes an hour. So if somebody said to me, um, can I have a meeting? First thing I'll say is, fantastic. Can you tell me what it's about? Because one, I might not be the best person to speak to. And two, I might not be interested. And I don't want to waste your time and my time. Now, the first one is a very easy thing to say. It's, you know, I want to make sure that I'm the right person to speak to. The second one, I can probably tell some of you are cringing right now and say, oh, I can't say that. I can't say I might not be interested. Why not? You tell me why you cannot say I might not be interested in what your service or your product you're offering. It's a perfectly reasonable thing to say. And again, I'm not saying it being rude. I'm not saying it being a douche. I'm literally just saying it because I value my time more than I value sitting down wasting it with some person I've never known who's trying to sell me something or talk trash with me about something. I want to make sure that my time is used valuable. So hence why I'll say, what is it you want to speak about? If it makes you feel better, do it in an email. But I'd much rather, guess what, not waste time typing an email, deleting it, checking it, spelling it for spelling and grammar, looking at it, thinking at it, oh, I can't send that because it might come across rude. Don't care. Pick up the phone. Right, Fred, you've asked for a meeting. Can I just ask what it's about? Yeah, it's about this, about that. Fine, fantastic. We've already got our phones sorted. Oh, we've already got our broadband. We've already got this. We've already got that. Um, with, with our staff, I tell them, do not let anybody through who wants to talk to me. If they want to talk to me, they can either send me an email or I will have told them I'm expecting a call from somebody about, about whatever. Now, the reason for this is there are so many people who will lie, bullshit, just to get to speak to you. We've had people saying, I've just been speaking to John about something, can I speak to him? And they put them through, and I've never spoken to them before in my life. Or, um, John's asked me to ring now, it's so-and-so, can I have a, can I have a word? Yeah, put them through. Never spoken to them before in my life. So they're lying. So you've got to be... What I tell the staff is don't let anyone through. If they know me or they want to speak to me, I'll have my mobile, which is very easy to get. It's, it's all over the internet. Or they'll have my email address. Fantastic. Or we'll be friends on social media. They can drop me a message. It pings up on my phone or my, my, um, my Mac at any time. So I'll be able to see them. And if I choose to speak to them, I'll choose to speak to them. But if they're going to, I don't want distractions in the office of phone calls flying through here and there. Um, when I am in the office, that is, because I, I do work a, a lot from home. So I use my time very wisely. I, um, I treat my time very preciously and I don't want to waste it on people that I'm not, as sad as and selfish as it might sound, I'm not going to get something from. I don't want to just chew the fat about the day and the weather and did you see the football or the rugby at the weekend? Well, I might talk to people about the rugby, but certainly not the football and certainly not um, about some mundane things such as the weather. So when people look at myself and they say, you seem to work so hard, I do work hard. But what it is, the time that I've got, I cram a lot into that time. So I'm not wasting it. So it does appear that I am working hard. Um, when in actual fact, I'm just working the way everybody should be working. 
very intensely for that hour, for that two hours, for that three hours, whatever it may be. So that's that podcast on using your time. I hope you've got a lot of value from it. What I will say is if you find something difficult implementing all of these things, just pick about three or four. Pick three, four, implement it, then implement a fifth, then a sixth and a seventh, and then implement it all. And try and do it over time. Don't try and do it on day one. It's a little bit like going to the gym and trying to pick up, you know, deadlift 200 kilogram. It's not going to happen on your first day. You've got to start off small and then you build up. So do that. Please give me some feedback. Let me know how you got on, if any of the tips and tricks actually worked for you. If you've got any more yourself. Um, and also, if you're not part of the Agency Growth Strategies Group on Facebook and you're an agent, a letting agent or a state agent, just try and search it, click on, we'll let you in. And they've got some more great tips and tricks on how to be an absolute outstanding state agent and letting agent. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and we'll see you next time on Leadership Revealed.